Hello and welcome to Oats for Breakfast. Oats for Breakfast is affiliated with The Socialist Project, an eco-socialist organization based in Toronto. My name is Sadia. And I'm Umer. Today's podcast episode features an interview with Ilias Girakos, who is a teacher in the northern Greek city of Thessaloniki and is an active member of his teachers' union. We talked to Ilias about the impacts of austerity in Greece, and because he's a teacher, we asked him especially to comment on the impacts of austerity on education. You might wonder why we are doing an interview with a Greek teacher out of the blue at a time when Syriza and the struggles of the Greek people have sort of faded in the minds of leftists in North America, this seemed like a good opportunity to explore the realities that people in Greece continue to face. Yeah, and I think it's important to keep the human dimension in mind when we're having these discussions, because when we talk about austerity, you know, we use statistics and figures and sweeping statements to describe what's happening. But it's important to remember that ultimately, the impacts are being felt by real human beings. And this interview with Ilias really helps to foreground the human dimension. The interview begins with a bit of an autobiographical section where I ask Ilias about himself, how he came to be a teacher, how he came to be in Thessaloniki, now he came to be a leftist. Sadia is the sole interviewer, uh, so when we get to the interview, you won't hear my voice. Okay, so should we cut to the interview? Let's do it. So, um, Ilias, can you um, start off by telling us a little bit about yourself, um, how you came to be in Thessaloniki, how you came to be a teacher, how you came to be politically involved? Okay. Uh, I'm from Ioannina, a city in northwest uh, of uh, Greece, uh, surrounded by mountains. And I came to Thessaloniki at the age of 18 years old. Uh, for for going to the Polytechnic School of Thessaloniki. I uh, finished my studies and uh, then I should go to serve my uh, country, you know the meaning, to go to the army for a year and a half. So finishing that too, I came back to Thessaloniki to find, to have a job. It was uh, the late 90s and uh, it was not easy for me. I changed several uh, jobs in uh, technical uh, companies. And uh, finally, in 2002, a friend of mine proposed me to to pass an exam so as to have the right to be uh, hired as a teacher. Uh, It was not in my thoughts and my uh, goals to to become a teacher. That uh, period, uh, there was a crisis in the... Stockhouse was one of one of the first crises in, in Greece. It was um, after 2000, 2001, that my company started to, to fire people. I was feeling that my turn was coming soon. So it was uh, just a, a good timing for me. And I can say that I didn't regret because uh, education, it's very 
not only interesting, it's fascinating to deal with young people every day, new people, and uh, to fight for their uh, best uh, future. So this is uh, how I came to education. <clears throat> and then I realized year by year that the most important maybe uh, target of a, of a state, apart from health of the people, is the education of people. And I was seeing since uh, it's about uh, 15 years now that it becomes worse and worse, especially after the crisis of uh, the world crisis, economic after 2008, 9, 10, in Greece especially. Uh, there was uh, so obvious the big attack in the rights of the society. So I started to think that I should be more organized and close to the people that they were uh, fighting all these years and me, I was just... Uh, aside, let's say. I, I didn't realize since the beginning. So what I'm wondering, you know, usually when we hear about austerity and unemployment in Greece, the picture usually starts off in 2008, 2010 with the austerity measures. Um, can you describe for us like, before that, how was the situation? <clears throat> Until 2008, uh, well, I guess that it was uh, much better There were opportunities for all children to choose their uh, direction, their field, uh, that now they don't have it. They have it less and less. <clears throat> There was, let's say specifically some things that me too, I, I got uh, advantage of taking one year of license to finish my, my master. <clears throat> This is uh, one of the cutoffs during the austerity period. So can you clarify what that means, that you got time off from work? For, yes, it means that I was paid, but I was not going to my school. I was going to finish my master in university. Okay. Uh, this is, uh, this is uh, reduced now. It's so many few people that can take this kind of license that obviously is cut off. Uh, of course, the, the salaries are cut off from 30 to 40, more than 40%. It depends of the category of... We are many levels, you know, in education. Unfortunately, there are some colleagues of us that they are fired every June mm -hmm. and they wait September or October or even now November and December to be uh, hired again for a few months. Uh, they don't have the rights of... Uh, they don't have the right even to, to get ill sick to, to stay at home. If they don't go uh, to school, they are, they are not paid. Uh, what else? Uh, there are many examples. Uh, the kind of schools like musical schools specific for people, for children who, who wants to, to have uh, a progress in their music studies or artistic schools for dancing, theater and uh, cinema and uh, photography, they, they are about now to be... Uh, eliminated too. Mm. Uh, the athletic schools are already eliminated uh, since uh, eight years. Uh, especially, this is characteristic, five years ago in 2013, the previous government before Syriza and the specific uh, Minister of Education uh, fired about 2,500 uh, teachers mm. and the very next night he went to, to have a uh, an opening day of a private organization that was uh, offering technical education, of course, a private one, yeah. 
uh, to students that uh, they were that they were getting out of the public uh, technical school and with teachers that of course he would uh, hire from the already fired from the public domain with, of course with uh, half of the salaries uh, this is the the great plan of the government uh, can you speak a little bit about how austerity measures have impacted Greek people's like everyday lives in terms of their ability to afford housing and food and you know education and things like that. Uh, first of all, the the increase of taxes was so much sudden that uh, people started not to be able to to pay their taxes, their, their new taxes. This means uh, blocking uh, on their. Uh, bank accounts, many of them. Mm. Uh, in the public domain, of course, the the cutoffs in salaries were much bigger than private domain. Uh, but in the private domain, uh, the people, they get fired. Uh, the, the impact, there are many, many um, uh, researches that prove that they start not to buy new clothes. Uh, they don't eat as they were eating. I mean, the quality of their... Uh, Food is worse. To go out is almost a luxury now. Mm-hmm. Vacations, you can see the, how uh, they decreased uh, the days of uh, summer holidays. Right. They don't go to see other places now. They just go to their villages where they mm-hmm. at least they don't pay for uh, hotels and uh, mm-hmm. uh, and all that. In uh, the health, in health, uh, first of all, it's tragic to say that. There are thousands of suicides in Greece. It's it's uh, really uh, unbelievable because Greece was supposed to be one of the countries in the European Union that with the the higher uh, level of uh, how to say everyday satisfaction. You know, we were one of the happiest people of Europe, mm. and, and the increase now of uh, suicides it, it is so much uh, in, that uh, we start to be compared with. Finland, that is that was supposed to be because of the weather and uh, right. the cold and all that. It was. It is tragic what I say. If you don't have money now, you just die. The cover or the how to say the assurance, uh, medical assurance, uh, got worse. I remember my kids were uh, going to the doctor. We were paying nothing for the visit. Now we have to pay for that. Mm-hmm the visit to any doctor. <clears throat> so before it used to be at the point of service, you didn't pay anything? Uh, we were paying for the medication, about uh, 25% of the medication. Okay. But the visit was uh, free right. with that. And uh, in, during 2010, there were many mani- manifestations. Protests? Protests all over Greece. There, were, uh, there was a tragic event also. Three people got burned in a bank. Uh, yet we don't know who provoked mm. all that. Uh, there were many protests, uh, a big, uh, how to say, violence from the part of, from states <coughs> side, uh, with uh, people that uh, got uh, chemicals on their faces mm. and all that. Uh, finally, we are here now, eight years after. Uh, government uh, in, insists that we get out from these uh, austerity measures, but it's not true. Of course, they don't even them. They don't believe it. Yeah. Um, 
what else? Can you speak um, about so your own example of how much your salary has gone down? Yes, yes, of course. Uh, I think I was about close to 19,000 per year, and now it came down to 11,000 per year. It's uh, less yes. than a thousand dollar, thousand euros a month. It's up now. Now I am about close to one thousand per month. Yes. Okay. Having two children and having 15 years in education. Uh, the new colleagues uh, that they get now in the education, they I'm not even sure. They take uh, 700s maybe. So, and ah, this is characteristic. Uh, new colleagues that they are employed and have, have to go to islands. Uh, with this kind of salary, they cannot... They cannot even <clears throat> afford the tickets to go and come back from islands. Oh, wow. And in islands, because they are touristic places, the rents are high. So um, some of them, they try to, to pass their uh, days there, maybe in, in tents too. It was a scandal a few uh, months ago, last oh year God. too. And uh, the scandal was that they were persecuted because they were putting tents in places that should not alter the touristic uh, image of the island. Public employees who are teachers Mm -hmm. and who have to live in such indignity. Yes, indignity, exactly. That's awful. And have you noticed um, with your own students that their their lifestyle, their abilities have decreased as well? Well, you can see it in their eyes that uh, they have parents unemployed now you see they are uh, how to say blocked they they don't know what to say what to believe they are very um, uh, skeptical about the education itself say educate for what they see maybe bigger brothers and uh, relatives to be unemployed they just finished their uh, university or they see uh, people to get out of Greece and to migrate for having uh, a dignity in their uh, working life and their life generally. The, another uh, point is that they more and more they say we will go to military schools or to the school of uh, police because uh, they know that after they will have a job. So there is a lot of um, disillusionment and demoralized yes. students. There is, and the worst of it, it becomes, it is what we say, we know it theoretically, we know it historically what happened. And this one is uh, leading to <coughs> ideas close to fascism, to nationalism. And we have to, to work a lot and to discuss a lot with our t- uh, students in the classroom about migration, migrants, mm. they turn against them. They say why they come here. They, they don't, they reproduce, they d- cannot analyze. So we have to make the balance uh, against the media that say very easily, you know, a title, migrants took the jobs from Greeks right. without analyzing. Children, they just reproduce it without analyzing too. Right. So we have to make the, the opposite uh, work, the, the hard work, little by little, but on the base of the society. Right. And unfortunately, this is the, the, the critical point now, because this reminds, unfortunately, the historic period of, uh, you know, the democracy of Weimar, I don't know how you call it, in Germany, Weimar, yeah. okay. I, we don't know where this one will lead. Uh, 
leading up to the 2015 elections. From what we heard about the rise of Syriza, there was a lot of excitement and a lot of hope for the potential of you know, a radical socialist party coming to power and pushing back against the austerity measures. So can you tell us a little bit about, you know, leading up to the 2015 election and initially uh, with Syriza's victory, what was the the atmosphere like and then what's happened <coughs> since then? Yeah, on January of 2015, I was among them that we were really believing that uh, uh, the situation, if it is the political uh, if it is to change, the government had to change. But we say that this was the the first minimum step. We were not uh, we were not hoping, of course, that everything would change, uh, that uh, the struggle would go on. This was on January 15. Syriza came for first time. What I can say now, and I can remember, and everybody can say that, especially in education, that was a big relief. This was until the June of 2015. Uh, at that point, there was a referendum, if you know, if you remember, that series that changed, how to say, the, the place. Mm-hmm. And the position? What, on the position on the, uh, on the cooperation with the European Union. So and for the sake of our readers, uh, our listeners, can you just say about the referendum? What was it about in June? Well, the referendum was, uh, was set so as Tsipras, the Prime Minister, to show to European uh, uh, authorities and uh, IMF that I people is with me, so please don't push me so much because you see Greek people is ready to, to make a revolution. But him, in 17 hours of, uh, of uh, meeting in the European Union, he changed and accepted finally I cannot say I, I cannot say all the details, but he accepted finally the 95% of what mm. it was supposed to be rejected by the referendum. And was there an immediate backlash from people when they realized that? When they realized that this one, uh, uh, some members of uh, the government, they honored their position. Until then, they get out, so mm. they they resigned. They resigned. Uh, a new party was born from this. It, at that period, <coughs> it was the third party. A big part of Syriza became uh, the third party in parliament. But in the elections of September of 2015 now, didn't manage to get into the parliament. They, it stayed under the, th- the 3%, mm. the, the limit for getting into the parliament. So the road was open for Syriza and all the other parties that voted the new austerity measures to make uh, whatever they want, really. The only party that uh, was steadily against it was the communistic part that it is in the parliament until now. And so it seems like, you know, when this happened and when the people saw that their hopes had been crushed, there was... um, a demobilization? That yes, of course, there was a demobilization because all the people of Syria that was until the referendum on the roads to, to fight against austerity measures, they got confused. They say, now we are with whom now? Okay, we don't want the right party to come back in the, uh, in the government. Mm-hmm. So we stay in Syria. Uh, but what does Syria do? 
so they demobilized many colleagues that I knew were together side by side on the roads. I was meeting after asking them how they feel. They say, I, I want to do nothing. I just want, don't want to get out now. And so generally, would you say that among your colleagues and among your students or your family, um, what is your sense of the sentiment towards migrants? Is is a sentiment of, you know, sympathy, pity, um, just like some anger, resentment? Uh, what is it like? Uh, what else except of sympathy could be in their place or maybe will, will become in their place considering uh, the... Uh, geopolitical changes in the in the whole area, Greek people can become once more after 100 years in the place of these migrants. If you consider about, they say, three, four, five hundred thousands of Greek people migrate now for because they cannot live in Greece. Okay, they are not refugees, but they are migrants, economical. People who come here, it's even worse because they come just to save their lives. They are refugees. Uh, our grandfathers, 100 years before, were migrants too. In terms of, so what we heard, um, I guess this was a few years back, was that a lot of uh, progressive Greek people were going to the islands to help the migrants And uh, is that still continuing, that they're, you know, organizing to support migrants? Okay, there were not only Greek people who were, were helping them in islands. There, were, there was a big wave of international support <coughs> that went to these islands. <coughs> This is something that uh, has to be analyzed more, because I cannot say what is really happening. This is uh, something, of course, insufficient from the part of Greek state for helping people in need, so much big need and danger. It's a problem of European Union uh, with their uh, agreement with Turkey. I cannot say it's a tragical event. Uh, people, uh, simple people in these islands helped as much as they could the, the people that were coming to their houses. The everyday help of a single uh, simple people will help they will relieve okay for one day for mm -hmm. two days for one week what they will happen after most of the migrants also they don't really want to stay in greece they they feel that here they cannot have something better and steady for their lives most of them they are separated families they would like to reun reunite with the very families that they are somewhere in europe Um, at this point, then, when there is Syriza is still in power and there is mass demobilization and a rise of the right wing, what what do you feel are the prospects of politics and political organizing looking forward in Greece? Uh, well, this is a difficult question. I could say that if when people start to to discuss more outside the the place that media form for the society when we we'll start to to talk in the places of work wherever we can meet as people 
not as spectators or listeners only, then we will, the society will realize the, the game of, uh, of power, who make the decisions and why the decisions are made like that. And that the decision, all these decisions are against the majority of people all over the world. And they are only uh, for fewer people, fewer and fewer every time. Only then they, they will start to, to resist. And, and I guess, I mean, partly what it seems to me is that the right is very, the right is not being passive. The right is not um, sort of just sitting back and watching things. They're actively going to mobilize. And, um, and it's not clear whether the left is doing the same, that they're in the same kind of way of going to try to build a base, trying to build more critical consciousness, like you're saying. Yeah, I'm afraid that there is a, a so much big de- uh, de- immobilization uh, <clears throat> that uh, gives place and time to the right one to pass this kind of, mobili- of mobilization based on nationalism, ideas that unfortunately seem to be forgotten where they led many decades before in last example second world war so it's like making people blind mm. this is uh, this is very characteristic point uh, that shows the hypocrisy of the power of media mm. and i say that that we should answer to all that and to reveal the the real data and to make the new people to think as you said more critically that was a great interview uh a bit sad but of course it's it is important to take stock of what's been happening in greece So, what should the takeaway be? At a time when we here in Toronto and in Ontario are facing one round after another of austerity from the Ford government, Ilias paints a picture for us of what years of austerity can do to people and how much it deteriorates the fabric of everyday life. And to me, it's um, it's a stark reminder of why the pushback against Ford is so necessary. I was struck as well by how Ilias discusses the slow creep of fascist ideas into Greek society. Mm-hmm. And the fact that the impacts of austerity are being felt at a psychological level where fascistic ideas and anti-migrant sort of sentiments are becoming increasingly normal. Thanks so much for listening to Oats for Breakfast. Remember that you can support the podcast by going to patreon.com slash oats for breakfast. And you can learn more about The Socialist Project by going to socialistproject.ca. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye.